more futuristic technology if i talk about the roadmap that we are having is uh, bringing the live experience inside the metaverse so no matter if any sports are streaming live anywhere in the country they can able to access the content inside magnify metaverse and it will give the same way and experience like if you are sitting inside this stadium so this is a futuristic research lab which is um, uh, set up inside the video worlds and we are working hard to achieve that experience and can uh, soon bring that experience inside facebook oculus metaverse environment and some other similar to what uh, oculus used to us so this is what we are working on hi welcome to forbes india's the daily tech conversation where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs cxos and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on india I'm Hari Arakli and in this episode Saket Dandotia and Vinayak Srivastav who co-founded a SaaS company Videoverse along with Alok Patil talk about their AI technologies for all things sports video for enterprise customers the trio had previously built an interactive video platform called Touch spelled as T O C H at a company called Vogue Technologies the broader metaverse driven vision for its future led to a rebranding as Videoverse in April. Videoverse is a US-based company founded in 2022 and has raised 58.6 million dollars in funding according to Private Markets Insights provider Traction. Saket also talks about how the entrepreneurs want their company to become a one-stop shop for all things sports video including all domestic sports as well. Vinayak Saket welcome to this podcast thank you for making time for this just to get us started uh, maybe you all could tell us briefly about uh, your work before you started this company uh, you know the path that brought you to uh, videoverse as you now call it and maybe give us a snapshot of that and we'll go from there sure hari thank you so much for having us on the show well, we are uh, definitely uh, looking forward to the next 30 minutes that we're going to be chatting i come from a uh, engineering background i did my mba after that after which uh, obviously worked in uh, different roles uh, within the vc community within the startup community moved on started consulting for media companies uh, before me and saket got started with videoverse hey hi hari uh, thanks for having us on this call Uh, so myself Saket, I handle all tech and operations in the company, and we are basically a artificial intelligence, a term that has become a backbone of the sports industry in recent times. So ironically, ten years back, no one could have uh, ever thought of AI can bring that kind of transformation in the sports industry. Uh, so luckily, we have all the resources in hand now, all the algorithms, all the technologies that are there, all the resources in terms of our, uh, machines and. Our, Uh, infrastructures that is available on clouds so now luckily we are uh, living a dream of transforming the sports industry in 360 degree with the help of artificial intelligence so that's what uh, magnify is all about uh, i did my engineering in electronics uh, from indore mit uh, and then i did my post graduation from iim indore all right can you all talk about uh, how you met how you teamed up uh, also i I guess your third co-founder, how you, the three of you, Alok. How how did you all team up, and uh, and did you all attempt any other startups before uh, this company? 
no so i didn't uh, luckily uh, saketana lok had a vast experience right uh, they had built a very successful company which is still in place right so uh, mm-hmm. and we actually got started talking to each other very early on uh, this was back in 2015 when we started having conversations saketana lok were working on something very very innovative and interesting at that point of time which is around video itself uh but not exactly what we are doing today very, very different than what we were doing all right can you talk about originally what was the idea you know go into the uh, first product that you commercialized and then maybe we can talk about what the company is evolving into today sure i i'll touch upon what we tried building first and how we got here then sakit can obviously give you a quick understanding about the tech also how it kind of evolved over the years uh mm-hmm. we started by actually doing a lot of meta tagging on content and we wanted to create a platform around how content could be made shoppable right a uh, very interesting piece that we were working on at that point of time but the core was that we were extracting metadata only the form of metadata that we were extracting was very very different we were extracting uh, metadata for consumption towards e-commerce uh, we spent a good amount of time trying to build a tech and understand uh, after a certain point of time that metadata has better usage in different fields we pivoted very quickly from the e-commerce shoppable piece on the b2b side to more on the content led side where we understood understood that metadata has a much powerful use when it comes to identifying uh, information within content that can help with content discovery content moderation uh, and there is where we actually found the niche that we are today which is basically using the same same metadata applying it to sports entertainment and different genre of content to identify uh, information to create key moments out of it so that's typically have been the evolution for us obviously we have seen a bunch of these cycles while we were iterating and creating the product or till the final version of what we have created today within videoverse we have two different products today one is called as magnify the other one is called as elasto magnify is a core a product that allows you to create key moments and highlights so if you have been watching cricket you have been watching football any of these live events across various social platforms or ott platforms we are at the back end of it helping them create automated key moments and highlights how we do that is a very interesting piece which saket can now walk you through but that that's typically been how our journey has been over the last couple of years all right saket uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the first commercial product and then go from there okay so let's uh, go back for uh, in 7 years ago like in 2015 uh, when there was a time when there was no tele- uh, no internet no ott no social medias uh, no machine learning deep learning algorithms were available and at that time people used to analyze the data watching these sports sitting in front of television with notepads and pens uh, and writing down lot of data points analyzing it and then uh, consuming lot of hours sitting in those matches watching it and then writing up and doing some research kind of stuffs so that that was the biggest problem at that time but because of things has been changed down the line now we have ott platforms now we have social media now we have internet now we have machines all over the world like you can access the cloud machines so if we talk about today's the sports industry is dependent on these technologies for both on and off pitches so if i talk about on and off like before the matches start the sports starts and during the matches and post 
matches also. So all thanks to its progressive learning algorithms and incredible accuracies that we can achieve using these algorithms now. So today, deep learning algorithms not only performing feature generation automation, but also works well with unstructured data with better self-learning capabilities because we have those uh, machines and algorithms which can learn by themselves also by watching the content, uh, by hearing the content and by seeing that content. So vision, OCR and NLP is used to be an important uh, elements for this sports industry. And this is what our product stands for. I'm talking about the Magnify, which is one of the product, which is uh, uh, more on a sports industry, uh, analyzing the sports. So if I talk about from soccer to Formula One, artificial intelligence has changed the scenario of how we as a consumer view and consume content. So if it is coming from leaks, regulators and fans, demand of real time sports data has led to a generation of stream APIs. So now these all technologies can be helpful for coaches who can plan the fitness and uh, personalized program for any players uh, by having a data points. Obviously, how that player is performing and how they, that player has performed during that match or in the previous matches. So they can line up accordingly. It can also help uh, in predictive analysis. Also, it can help as a consumer point of view where uh, people doesn't have to spend a lot of time watching the matches for three hours, four hours, rather than they can just have a key highlights and uh, key moments in just five minutes and 10 minutes and they can end up watching the entire uh, matches summary. So that is what right now Magnify is helping. And that's how the technology is working on cloud using artificial intelligence to identify the events. So uh, telling you more about metadata is metadata uh, is the uh, events that can able to identify inside that content. So for example, if, if I talk about football, goal is one of the metadata player name is one of the metadata, which is elements. Obviously, uh, that is uh, captured using artificial intelligence machine learning, and we put it on that content, which is a metadata. So it is coming along on that video content, uh, player name, goal, what events has been happened. Uh, and if it's a yellow card, red card, these are some of the events and we metadata on that live streaming content and publish it on the platforms. If it is social media, we will publish directly on that or it's a client or some OTT platforms, we publish it there. So it goes with the metadata content. Now, how that metadata is leveraging and how use cases are building up by clients is like they are filtering out the player based content. They are filtering out goal based, event based content, and then they are creating a small highlights and publishing on the client's platform. So this is how the technology is working. This is how the algorithms work. This is how Magnify solves the problem of broadcasters, also the coaches uh, who can personalize and create a training programs also for that individual player who's performing using the data points that we are giving them. And they can also publish a key highlights based on the filters and tags that is coming up using a machine learning. Okay. Can you give us uh, one or two examples of your customers today uh, and how they are using your technology and I guess talk about how it helps them? So, um, so a couple of uh, clients who are into uh, sports live streaming platforms, like they are having OTT platforms. Uh, how we are helping them is to give them a key highlights uh, 
basically uh, if i talk about for india there are like lot of ipl and bcci cricket matches are going on so if i talk about one single match we can able to create a highlight based on player if virat is playing so based on virat whatever inning he has played we can create a live a uh, key moment based on virat's inning on real time and can publish it directly on the platform similar way we can identify all the sixes and boundaries uh inside that particular match and then we can identify all the sixes create a highlight and publish it directly on the platform so this is a, a small uh key moments based on the events that we are giving back to the clients and then clients are publishing on the websites for the users so users are consuming it rather than watching the entire match they are just ending up watching uh, top sixes top fours top innings played by particular player and how these all things helps for the broadcaster is that they increase the engagement of the users watching and consuming the content on that particular ott platforms so that's that's how they are monetizing uh, not just even single streaming um, match is going on on that platform but they are also publishing a small highlights which obviously users keen to engage and watch and that's how the engagement models are working for them and so when they create these small capsules uh, using your technology it help like you said as they engage their end consumers they also get to monetize these uh, small capsules i mean with with ads and things like that how does that work we yes so we give them all kinds of uh, advertisements uh, placement as well it's up to them if they have some sponsorships and advertisements and engagement and agreements with them they can put it directly there if they don't have they just give that uh, publish it as is what we are creating and it is going live and increasing the engagement so it's up to uh, the client how they wanted to monetize but we are giving all the data points we are giving them the ads placement as well like if some objects are coming for example if it's a nike shoe we can able to tell them that it's a shoe and it's appearing with that time stamp so they wanted to display any shoe ad on top of it they just have to declare that particular parameter and it it will be displayed directly on that spot on that object rather than uh, displaying the, on the entire content so this is also we are helping them because we can identify the objects as well inside the content so we are giving those informations also uh for them if in case they have any sponsorship they can put it directly there the better part of this has been that uh, on a business side if you look at it or for the consumers you look at it right uh today because we are spoiled with the amount of choices of content online if the consumers don't get to see what they are willing to see there's going to be a drop off in terms of engagement if there's going to be no engagement you're not going to have any of these monetizations done the shorter capsules are actually a way of keeping your consumers engaged in if you've seen the data for the last two years people have started consuming more and more of short version of content and there's been steep drop in terms of the content that's long format right and that's where technology like ours plays a huge role because now you don't have to do these tasks manually you can do all of this in an automated manner where you can create multiple capsules at the same time create hyper personalized capsules if hari enjoys watching virat kohli he should not watch anyone else uh, if he's consuming virat kohli's highlights right that's exactly the mindset that really works at the back end of magnify that we would be very happy to deliver the kind of content that our enterprise partners would want so that they can push it to their users in real time so that there is no leakage in terms of 
content rights because today anyone with a smartphone can actually just create a content and upload it to social media we actually are trying to create a efficiency manner where this content can go live faster than that and that that's where the tool becomes much more powerful obviously monetization is another big part to it but obviously the efficiency of it really plays an important part as well okay can you give us a sense of scale of operations of your company in the sense that you know maybe the amount of data that is processed through your platform every day uh, the number of end user consumers touched by uh, your technology in one way or the other through mm-hmm. your customers number of customers or the markets where you're present uh, any which way you want to talk about it so sure. we are present in 18 different markets right now when i say 18 different markets i'm talking about countries where we actually have active clients we're servicing more than 350 plus clients today uh in terms of you know exact data points right now uh the amount of users that we end up touching every single month uh that consume the short format of the content that we publish for our enterprise uh goes in tens of millions uh the latest of the data when we did it for uh a very heavy event last weekend uh the total count for that weekend alone was roughly around 7 odd million so the amount of users that are consuming the short format of content have been increasing drastically uh the amount of data points that we have been collecting uh when it comes to actually making sure our ai keeps getting better over a period of time today has crossed roughly around 150000 different data points uh across different sports so we don't do this only for say a cricket or a football but today we do it for more than 40 plus events so that means that we have been covering data points for a lot of events that are not only famous in india but famous globally as well all right can you any uh, customers that you can name or that you are allowed to name who might be well known companies using your technologies um uh, i'm not sure if we can name uh, our customers directly because i uh, i know that it impacts how they process but uh having not e- even not naming them we work with one of the largest betting companies in uk we work with the largest uh sports organization body in the world uh which is privately owned we work with the largest ott platforms globally uh so these are few of the large enterprise customers that we are already working with uh that are based out of india and in india today all right can you can you both talk about you know the way or the direction in which your company is evolving both in terms of your product roadmap and technology as well as uh, as a business maybe you can give us a sense of your biggest opportunities today today we are evolving into uh, more than just i would say a video editing company right uh, an automated video editing company we are evolving because uh, uh, like saket will walk you through the roadmap but definitely some of the steps that we have taken when it comes to uh, obviously our product expansions or the kind of things that we are working on are very futuristic which might not see uh, a, a a day's light maybe until uh 2023 june but we are very optimistic in terms of the direction we are going in uh, we are very optimistic in terms of what we are delivering as a value to our existing clients and what we are really working as a roadmap for a vision for ourselves in the future as well we know how drastically the entire video editing ecosystem has been changing uh that's one of the reason why we ended up launching another product called as elasto which allows creators to go online and edit content uh, which is a more manual version of magnify but obviously just giving the power of editing over cloud and collaborating over cloud uh and the way we have been looking at this entire uh you know editing video content creator uh, domain 
we realize that most of it is interconnected uh, and most of it is going to have a lot of value if a user can stay within your ecosystem so from a business angle definitely there's a huge amount of opportunity if you just look at the pure market in terms of editing it, it's become a more than a 20-25 billion dollar market already uh, in 2022 and it's continuously growing with the share amount of creators with the share amount of content that's present online today uh, but on the roadmap there's some really interesting things that Sakit can touch upon now uh, so so basically uh, in terms of scalability uh, roadmap of technology uh, 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 across the product that we have under video walls is like uh, so one is like optimization is always a part of our scalability second is speed uh, third is uh, getting more and more uh, accuracy so if i talk about optimization it's more on a machine learning side we are adding up more and more models more and more categories more sports uh, wanted to be the leader in the sports industry uh, not leaving any any single domestic even a domestic sports also so that's what the uh, roadmap says like in in down the line one year two years we wanted to capture entire sports in all geographical regions whether it's a regional or international sports so that's how the machine learning um, roadmap looks like that we wanted to optimize we wanted to cover it more and more models more sports so that we can name ourselves to be the ai for sports uh, and we are the single one plug and play ai sports uh, platform for any sports, any region, any geographical people wanted to access and wanted to perform any analysis part for their sports uh, magnifies uh, the platform for them. So that's what uh, a machine learning optimization. Second is uh, speed. Obviously, if someone is processing some content, speed always plays an important role. So that's the reason why we are scaling our architecture also on cloud servers so that if any requests are coming up for any uh, geographical regions also, uh, it will auto connect to the uh, proximity servers that we are having it rather than uh, distance servers that we we are having. So if someone is accessing uh, and requesting a, a, a artificial intelligence processing from Japan, it has to connect directly from Tokyo itself rather than the request coming up in Silicon Valley or some other servers that we have. So that is a speed and we are always working on uh, server sides as well, uh, making our uh, APIs uh, more intuitive and more faster so that the process comes up and uh, requests sent back to them in real time. Uh, third is accuracy. Obviously, all these machine learnings uh, and processing uh, has to do everything with the accuracy part also. So we are also uh, making sure that we are able to achieve 99% accuracy for all the models, for all these sports. Uh, that we are having uh, and that's what the artificial intelligence is all about so that's something we are working on apart from these three uh, which is more on a elementary side but apart from these three uh, so more futuristic technology if i talk about the roadmap that we are having is uh, bringing the live experience inside the metaverse so no matter if any sports are streaming live anywhere in the country they can able to access the content inside magnify metaverse and it will give the same way and experience like if you are sitting inside the stadium. So this is a futuristic research lab, which is um, uh, set up inside the video worlds. And we are working hard to achieve that experience and can uh, soon bring that experience inside Facebook, Oculus, Metaverse environment and some other similar to what uh, Oculus used to do. So this is what we are working on, bringing more consumer angle uh, 
inside that metaverse live industry. Okay. Uh, you mentioned APIs and making them better and so on. So I'm thinking that uh, in terms of a business model, you're you're like a SaaS company? Yes. Okay. You're a pure play SaaS company? Yeah. Okay. All right. Vinayak, you, one point I wanted to ask you uh, that you mentioned, you said the landscape, uh, the whole video uh, editing, creating landscape is changing quite a bit. And of course, uh, one of the more biggest events recently, I guess, is uh, Adobe looking to buy uh, Figma. I'm just, so maybe yes. if you could give us a sort of a, uh, you know, big picture sense of what are some of the biggest uh, trends that you see, uh, how the how the landscape is uh, changing. I know it, that's a conversation in itself, but maybe you could give us a two-minute version. <laughs> sure, uh, difficult to summarize in two minutes, but I'll try my best. If you see the last couple of years, most of the tools have moved uh, towards a cloud-based solution. What that means is basically, uh, cross-border collaboration or even within the organization collaboration has become the topmost priority, right? And uh, whenever you're running projects online, it's important the projects really don't have too much of a uh, lag time. What that means is I, in the video editing ecosystem, I don't want to spend most of my time trying to upload a content or download a content. If I'm able to kind of do everything on cloud and in real time and my colleagues and my friends, family, anyone who I'm working with can see it and can actually comment on it or can work on it simultaneously, it will save endless amount of manas that we are currently wasting, even when it comes to actually directly pushing the content online or actually post-production. That's where we really play uh, an important role collectively as an ecosystem uh, to move towards. And that's one of the reasons why the Figma Adobe deal happened because Adobe realized over a period of time, even with Adobe XD, uh, Figma was far ahead in terms of how they had looked at the entire cloud collaboration or they had looked at the entire creativity uh, being done over cloud. And that changed the way, uh, you, you know, we all, uh, including us, so we've been using Figma in the organization. Saket has been using Figma in the organization since 2017, 2018. And the sheer amount of time people have been using it and people have moved away from using something like an Adobe XD was an existential issue to something uh, that was there since decades in the market, right? And that's exactly what's going to happen in terms of most of the technology getting disrupted over the next couple of years, especially in the video uh, industry, is going to be around everything moving on cloud and it's going to become even more interesting because optimization your cost efficiency a lot of companies will a lot of companies will come into existence that will help you optimize these costs that are actually be uh, being uh, taken by us uh, like a company like us uh, while using cloud instances today uh, and uh, the entire editing and the video ecosystem is going to be digital over the next couple of years all right uh, uh, in the backdrop of uh, everything that you've said about uh, the changing landscape, as well as your uh, uh, ambitious metaverse plans, uh, I think a few months back, you all also announced uh, your own rebranding as well, right? Yeah, so it was actually called Touch. Touch was the product name. Uh, and we rebranded it to uh, Videoverse. Uh, so we rebranded it to Videoverse and specifically because we rebranded it to Videoverse because of the vision that we were working towards. It wasn't like a uh, like a focused vision in terms of doing just one thing. We were we have now gotten into doing everything. Like Saket mentioned, we've set up a research lab within the company, which is working on very futuristic things. Uh, it just made sense for us to rebrand and we took it as an exercise 
with our series B funding that we did. Uh, so we kind of got that boat combined and announced it together uh, because with the new series B funding coming in, uh, our vision has just become more grander, I would say. It's become uh, a place where we are now thinking about everything within the video ecosystem, uh, within the limited bandwidth that we have today. Mm. So yeah, on that uh, point, also tell us a little bit about your overall funding. Uh, so far, I think Series B was almost $47 million. And uh, uh, tell us about your uh, top investors as well. Sure. Some of the investors that participated are very well known to everyone in the ecosystem today. A91 Partners, Alpha Wave Global. Uh, these are few of the investors that participated in the round. Uh, our existing investors, Bearing, Monitor, they were also a part of the round. Overall, what's the funding at Videoverse so far? Oh, no. So we did a small Series A as well, uh, which was prior to raising the large Series B. Uh, in Series A, we had raised just $5.5 million dollars. Uh, uh most of it other part that we had raised was towards the secondaries that were done in the company and then we did a series b right now so a total we would have raised till date would be roughly around uh 50 odd million dollars okay in terms of your team give us a sense of uh, type of people you've put together uh, some numbers and also where your main centers development centers r d centers and so on are Sure. Uh, with today, we're 182 people strong, uh, give or take. Uh, we have people across the globe today. We have majority of our people are in India. We have a development and an R&D center set up based out of Indore right now. Uh, we have a team in Delhi and we have our uh, office in Mumbai as well. Apart from that, uh, we we have hired people in London. We have hired people in Israel. We have hired people in US as well. So we have basically today become a true global company when it comes to not only having people across in multiple locations, but we also have our clients across most of these locations as well. Uh, the kind of people that we've been lucky enough to attract in our company have been people from Google, from Walmart, from Gain, from Times Internet, uh, from really large MNCs uh, earlier. And uh, that's the kind of team we have been able to put together today. All right. That also, I guess, is a kind of an indicator that you're probably looking at your next big phase of growth. So maybe you can give us a sense of uh, how you've been growing so far. Sure. Uh, we've been growing at a 300% year on year for the last two years. As a company, we have been profitable for over a year now. We've been generating cash every month. Uh, obviously, what really has been exciting for us in the last two years is uh, been the sheer amount of development that's happened uh within the company around the tech side uh because that's kind of put us uh leaps and bounds ahead of the competitions that we uh, stack up against in the local markets as a company we have been profitable for over a year now we have been generating cash every month over the next 12 to 18 months what might be your top priorities so I, I can definitely talk about business and Sakit can touch upon tech. Uh, on business side, some, uh, our top priorities over the next 12 to 18 months uh, is A, obviously looking at more uh, more uh, markets in terms of just growing our revenue operations uh, and obviously just strengthening the backbone uh, within the company as getting more interesting people in the company. Uh, Sakit, you want to touch upon the tech piece? Uh, so tech, uh, I'll just keep it very simple. So we wanted to known to be a AI for sports for all the sports, uh, not leaving single domestic sports even. So that's what the uh, one and a half year or two years down the line we wanted to be. All right, excellent. Very nice update for me, uh, gentlemen, about your company. 
Thank you again for making time for this. Definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Hari, thank you so much for having us on the show. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.